Welcome to Inscribe and Imprint. This is a family discipleship podcast, and I'm Isaac, and I'm a dad. <laughs> and I am Danielle, and I am a mom. And I'm Summer, and I am also a mommy. Yeah. And we are here because we feel that it's important um, as parents um, to talk about our Christian faith and to pass that along to our children. But before we do that, um, I thought maybe we can go around and share a little bit about what parenting was like right now for us. <laughs> so um, I guess I'll go first. Um, one of my children just turned 13, and um, this conversation have happened over the weekend where he's going to get some birthday money. Mm-hmm. And he thought that um, he had a great plan, came up to me and said, Dad, can I use some of my birthday money? Um, and buy jewelry. And he then followed that quickly up with, and I'll only wear it when you don't see it. Nice. So we had a conversation about, you know, what's important and how we manage our finances and um, things that uh, may or may not be helpful in our lives. So that's my little story. (laughs) Well... I am on the other end of <laughs> of this. I've got two really little ones. Um, so I have a three-year-old and I have a seven-month-old. Um, and I had an interesting conversation with my daughter yesterday. I um, was trying to put her down for a nap. And she's at that age where she sometimes takes a nap and sometimes she doesn't. And so we never know what kind of day it's going to be. And, and yesterday in particular, she decided she was not going down for a nap and so at some point I had to call it and say okay we're moving on with our day and we're not taking a nap anymore after an hour and a half of trying um, which was about the length that her nap should have been and so she of course in three-year-old fashion had a meltdown Um, lots of screaming crying saying she's tired she's gonna go to sleep and um, and you know she was so upset that she told me um, I'm leaving I'm gonna leave I'm gonna go to my other house which I asked her, well, what house are you going to? Where are you going to go? And she said, I'm going to mom and Bampa's house, which is what she calls her grandparents. And so, um, and so I said, you know, I always want you with me. There's never a day. There's never a time. You can scream however much you want, but I will always want you to be with me. And so it was, you know, an opportunity to teach her that, you know, my love for her is unconditional. Um, no matter how big the meltdown, um, but also that, um, you know, she's always with me. I'm always with her and, and our Lord is always with us. So all really important conversation material. (laughs) So I have, uh, two elementary aged boys and, uh, one of the funny things that we've been, uh, just encountering lately. Um, I recently came back from, uh, being away for a couple days and one of my kids started calling me bro. Hey, bro. How's it going, bro? Or before he would say something else like, bro, I do not want it, whatever it was going to be. And it was like, okay, it's time for a conversation about respect. <laughs> so, you know, we're in, we're in that stage where we're starting to uh, definitely sound like the other people around us uh, and try that out and see what that's like. Put it into beta testing and, uh, you know, in the kitchen <laughs> or the living room or wherever you happen to be. So, um, but yeah, they're fun. Real they're life. full on real, real life, life stuff. stuff. <laughs> yep. Real stories. So, yeah. so 
we're talking about life as parents, right? Mm-hmm. We're living this. This mm-hmm. is not some academic process for us, no. right? This is real life. But why are we here? Why is Inscribe and Imprint important? And Summer, can you share with us a little bit about where this is coming from? So about a year ago, uh, there were a few of us uh, children's pastors who were at a conference, and we were listening to one of the presentations really right toward the end of the conference. And um, the speaker uh, was talking about the experience with children's ministry just generally, like what our focus has been and how we have gone about the process. And she asked us to consider for a moment, you know, the when you get on an airplane, when you board a plane, and they're going through all the safety information right at the beginning, you know, the exits are here, here, and here, and, you know, all of that. Um, and she talked specifically about that part where they mentioned the oxygen masks that will come down and they may not inflate. But the instruction always is to put the mask on yourself first as the caretaker or the adult, and then secondly to put it on your child or the person that's there in your care and she was saying that you know in children's ministries really the focus has been a lot on the kid you know get information to that kid get spiritual nourishment to the kid let's focus on programming for the kid Um, but she said we haven't all necessarily done a great job in focusing on or providing oxygen first to the parent Mm -hmm. so that the parent can be the conduit to provide the oxygen to the kid and Mm -hmm. So from a, you know, from a ministry perspective, the, the, the question was, what are we doing? How are we providing spiritual care and nurture for parents? Because the parent, you know, as a parent, I'm the one who's with my kid the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're the one with your kids the most. You know, we're, we're the ones that they, um, they have been trusted to us to care for. But if we're not experiencing um, spiritual nurture ourselves, um, then perhaps we're not very able to provide that. You know, you can't put the mask on for the kid if you can't think straight yourself. Um, so that that was the beginning of a conversation of how can we have more thoughtful, more intentional focus on really trying to encourage and support you as parents um, and ourselves, you know, needing recognizing that need in our own lives and our own hearts too. We're, so, we're yeah. parents. Yeah. Who also happen to be pastors. Who happen to be pastors. And so. we care a lot about you know, ministering to children, but we recognize that we need to also shift that focus a little bit onto the parents so that, you know, that time that you have at home is the most valuable time in your child's spiritual walk. Mm -hmm. And um, you can make the greatest impact on your child more than any pastor, more than any teacher, more than any um, person out in the world. You will really have the power to shape your child's spiritual walk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as as professionals, right? Mm-hmm. We we believe that parents are the primary spiritual influence mm-hmm. in their children's lives and their families' lives. But we're a discipleship podcast. So before we go any further, let's define what that means. What is discipleship? It's a good question. <laughs> it's one of those words that's like, oh, it's kind of it feels like a loaded spiritual term, not mm-hmm. necessarily very relevant, but You know, being a disciple in the time, you know, in the Bible, when we think of the disciples who followed Jesus, that's simply what it was. They were people who followed Jesus. Um, They followed what Jesus uh, was doing. They followed Jesus where he went. Uh, Mm -hmm. They followed Jesus uh, in terms of pattern of priorities and values. They followed Jesus. And so at its very simplest, 
you know, discipleship is a daily rhythm or routine maybe of um, following Jesus, mirroring um, and making Jesus present in our everyday lives um, mm. through our choices and our behavior and our uh, conversation and everything else. And I think it's also, you know, when, when we talk about discipling our children as parents, to look at how Jesus did that. You know, he spent very intentional time with his disciples and he um, he created moments in which he could teach them. You know, discipleship is teaching. A lot of what parenting is, is teaching. Um, but some of the nonverbal things that we do also teach our children. You know, are we putting our phones down? Are we spending that intentional quality time with them? Are we um, having those conversations with them that would happen if we weren't so distracted? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kids are so observant, mm-hmm. right? And there's moments to teach, and kind of like Danielle, you were saying, kids pick up on what we do, mm-hmm. right? Not necessarily what we say. So modeling is a huge part of of this experience. Um, so, are there certain things that, as we kind of consider, there's so much that we want to do, mm-hmm. right? But What's a way that we can, um, what's the word I'm looking for? How do we live it, mm. right? So that kids see, right? Um, is there um, something that you do at home that might help in this process? I think one of the big things is to, uh, if, if it's truly going to be discipleship, I think spirituality and your walk with Jesus, your faith needs to be an active voice in all aspects of your life. It may seem kind of mm-hmm. ridiculous to talk about it being, you know, is it a part of your mealtime? Is it a part of your food prep? Is it a part of your uh, commute to school or, or back? Is it a part of your decision making? Is it a part of your kids' homework experience? Is it a part, you know, um, one of my... I think real core values as a parent is I don't want my kids to learn that spirituality only fits on a certain day of the week or it only fits in a certain even time of our day or it only fits in uh, if we pause to bless the food before we eat. You know, that part of it, I want it to be um, infused in every aspect. I want them to see that every piece of their life experience um, and every piece of my life experience uh, is connected to my relationship with Jesus, my trust in him and my um, desire to be connected with him. And so within that view, you know, I, I loved what you were sharing about your daughter, Danielle, earlier about, you know, the, all those big feelings, they fit within, you know, mm-hmm. they fit with me, they belong with me. And I think that's a lot of what discipleship is, is um, kind of pulling back that curtain a little bit and showing kids that every piece of our lives is, you know, reflected in our faith and, uh, or could be, Mm -hmm. um, and how can we do a better job of helping to connect those pieces? And so, yeah, the practical side is where this gets, um, I think a little, uh, intimidating maybe even, even for parents who happen to be pastors, (laughs) it's a little intimidating, but, um, Isaac, your family has a couple things that you guys do that I, that I love. We do. And, you know, when you were talking about, you know, kind of modeling, one of the things that professionally I did mm-hmm. um, is I, you know, I live in a digital world where I have, you know, tablets and phones and all that with Bibles, hundreds of Bible translations on it. But I switched from that to a physical Bible mm-hmm. when I'm out in public, 
or even when I'm home and, yeah. I'm, and I'm reading and I'm studying where my kids can see that a physical Bible right. is tangible and present, right? It's hard to distinguish between what you're doing on your phone. Right. Even if it is, you know, spiritually connected or focused, how would they discern that mm -hmm. between your other things? But in our home, um, we came across somewhere when we were decorating um, the, this wall decoration, and it's kind of become our, our family statement of, of who we are and who we aspire to be. Um, and I can read it quickly. Um, in this house, we laugh a lot. We try our best. We are patient most of the time. We tell the truth. We support each other. We hug often. We make mistakes. We never give up. We always forgive. We keep our promises. We always have fun. But above all, we love. And... You know, we have this hanging up in our powder room downstairs. Right? It's a restroom that we use most during the day. And when visitors come, they'll use that room too. And it's a good conversation starter. It's a good reminder um, mm. that it's there. It's present. Um, and you may catch a glimpse of a, of a phrase of that, right? And, and be reminded and, and go on your day. Um, one other thing that we do um, at morning drop-off we, on our commute to school, we hit a certain road and then the car just goes quiet because we're developing routine, rhythm mm. in, in what we do. And so, um, you know, I'll just ask whose turn is it to pray today? And then they know whose turn it is to pray. And so they'll have their morning prayer. And as they're actually exiting the car, um, we have a motto that we share. And it's a motto that we picked up in the last couple of years during our, our health journey. And the motto is, um, we choose happiness and we choose Jesus, right? And because happiness is always a choice and so is choosing Jesus. And so that's our reminder to, to go out as we go out into work and we go out into school um, of who we are and why we're here. I love that idea of having like a family statement of faith and focus. And I love that yours has so much room for growth and um, it's attainable. You know, mm -hmm. I think sometimes we think about these, we'll have these big goals, these big lofty plans for our family. Mm -hmm. And then we're hard on ourselves because we don't live up to them all the time. And then our kids kind of develop this idea of like, well, it's impossible anyway. But, you know, I like that there's there's a line in yours that I really like from your uh, the, the statement that hangs on the wall in your house about how, you know, we were patient most <laughs> no. of the time. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great because yeah. that's that's real. That's you know, that's that is real life experience and walk. That's a goal. But we understand mm -hmm. that you know, it, there's not this expectation of utter um, adherence to the plan and then perfection. Yeah, right. for sure. And there's that line, we make mistakes. Yeah. Right? It's okay. Right, but we're going to forgive. Yeah. You know, I think that that's a great exercise um, to be able to maybe do as a family. You know, one of the things that I think is also tricky about all of this is it feels like this huge task. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm going to disciple my kids, that's wow, that's going to take a lot of intentionality. That's going to take a lot of focus. That's going to take a lot of effort. And that's all true, but I think that's not how it begins. Yeah. You know, I think it begins very much with a, what do 
I want my family to be focused on? What do I want my kids to be really clear on when it comes to what we're going to be about? You know, that's developing a culture. That's developing a, a family ethic. You know, our last name, my last name is Knight. So we have this whole like, it's, I wouldn't call it a code of chivalry, but you know, the idea of, no, we're knights. We don't do that. And that's a conversation that, that we have. And, you know, being able to articulate some of these things maybe a little bit more precisely would be a good practice uh, for our family. And then being very intentional about posting that somewhere where we can talk and we've all made a commitment to this. This is what we're going to be about. Um, but I like that too, uh, making sure that kids know that following Jesus every day is a choice. And I love that your kids have that moment with you. You know, they know that. Um, and I think part of that discipleship journey too is showing our families, showing our kids why we choose Jesus and, and that it is an everyday decision. Mm. And we're not going to get it right all the time. We're not going to always be consistent about it. But that's our intention every day is to be people who are focused on and following Jesus. Yeah. What do you think, Danielle? Yeah, I love that. You know, um, I think... Well, for my family, we uh, purchased early on in our marriage a picture that hangs on the wall that says, it's it's a passage from Joshua, and it says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I love, Isaac, how you said, you know, choose happiness, choose Jesus um, every single day, because when I grew up, my um, spiritual life felt segmented. You know, it felt mm-hmm. like something that happened on Saturday, like you were saying, Summer. It felt like um, something that happened during Bible class, you know, when I was at academy. It felt like... Um, it just was appropriate at certain points of the day. It wasn't necessarily something that I had in the forefront of my mind all the time. And so um, when we purchased that and we put it up on our wall, I thought, you know, it would be so wonderful if every day our family can choose to um, to serve the Lord, you know, in whatever we're doing and, and to recognize that we are called to be servants in this world and to... Um, and to you know live our lives in a way that is a, a testament to God's God's goodness and God's faithfulness, and um, and yeah, every day we'll choose our household to serve the Lord. I think one of the things you know Isaac, you mentioned rhythm and that idea of establishing rhythm. You know some of this, you know as a mom starting very young, that I wanted to have a rhythm of with my boys is uh, bedtime story time. Like that's something that I grew up with that I just. I feel all kinds of fuzzy, nostalgic, warm, loving feelings about. And that was a, uh, a gift that my parents very thoughtfully and intentionally, you know, gave to, to me and to my sisters. And so that was going to be key as a parent. That was just like, that was a rhythm I was going to go for. And so part of that rhythm for us uh, in the evening is right before bedtime, we do story time. And that's when we do um, devotion time. That's when we either read something from the Bible or, you know, at Christmas time we have special stuff that we do that's very focused on Advent and and other parts of the year or other books or whatever. But um, that was a time that we could just make a rhythm that was a made sure of however else the day had gone, whatever struggles or challenges that we had faced, that we would always end the day. You know, Isaac, you're talking about starting the day, you know, in our house, our rhythm is maybe more the end of the day. And um, that's just part of something that we have been intentional about because this was something we had decided. We had made a determination we were going to be a family that was going to be about this. And that was one of those pieces mm-hmm. that we started to add in. 
My husband grew up um, where they couldn't watch TV until they had, you know, done their lesson or their Bible reading for the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I heard that, you know, when it was told to me, it was like, oh, yeah, we couldn't do. But then as we, you know, had our own children, we decided, you know what, that was actually pretty special. And I think that we'll carry that on into our family. And so uh, my daughter knows she likes to watch her cartoons at breakfast time, but she knows that she cannot watch anything until we've had, you know, our study time in the morning. And so we use that breakfast time to um, read either our Sabbath school lesson or um, a devotional that we have that we go through. Um, and then, uh, and then we pray and then she's, you know, able to eat her breakfast and watch her cartoons that she loves. Um, and at the end of the day, we always read the Bible together and we sing a few songs. And so that's kind of our special way to wrap up the day. Um, and we of course, you know, pray at mealtimes. And so these aren't big grand, you know, things that take up a lot of time or energy or thought, but, um, I think are creating a pattern, hopefully, in, in our children that will um, encourage them to, you know, carry Jesus with them throughout the day. Well, then you can talk about them. You, you can refer back to them, you know, as you go through the next day or as you, you know, hey, remember that thing we were talking about or singing or, you know, you can go back and say, this is how it connects in real time. We found those real time connections through because we had that, you know, rhythm in, so... Yeah. And, you know, like one of ours is daily school drop off, but mm -hmm. in the summer it doesn't happen. All right. So it evolves. Mm -hmm. right? And there's seasons for things that work. Sure. And then one pops, another thing pops up and, you know, your family kind of gravitates toward that for a while. And so, I, you know, I think for me, grace in this process is important that, hey, we missed a day. Mm -hmm. OK, let's try not to miss two. All right, miss two. Okay, let's try not to miss three, and just try to get back into right. the the rhythm of of what works. Right. It's fun too to see how the kids connect it. You mm -hmm. know, they're often very good at like, oh yeah, this sounds like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> there it is, yeah. and <laughs> and they expect it too. Yeah. Like, hey, we didn't do this tonight. Yeah. They'll hold you to it, yeah. which means that their understanding is yeah. valuable. Aren't too. you going to come mm -hmm. and do this? This is the time. All right, mm -hmm. and you know. As the kids get older, they become more vocal, and so. Did you mean opinionated, or uh, did you mean vocal? <laughs> let's, we'll, we'll be generous. We'll say vocal. You know, I I hear, you're trying too hard a lot, mm. right? So, then tells me it's time to kind of move on from whatever that was, but um, I came across this this little short little statement: family discipleship happens daily, not in a day. Mm. All right. It's a process, right? It's not something that happens instantaneously. It's a rhythm and it's a part of who we are. Um, and that goes to our kids, right? They'll tell Absolutely. us, well, it's time to go do this now. Why aren't you doing this? This is what we're supposed to do. So. And that's true of our, our walk, you know, as individuals too, because I love that um, oxygen mask analogy, you know, it's great if we can talk about discipling our kids, but we have to recognize that it first starts with us. We have to have a relationship with Jesus. We have to, um, you know, uh, read our Bibles and pray and spend that time with the Lord um, and hopefully show what a devotional life looks like to our children, not just have devotional time with our children. Um, I used to think that, you know, 
devotional time had to happen at five in the morning before the children woke up, before, you know, there were any distractions. And, and I think that there's, there's definitely a need for that too. But how much more powerful would it be if I showed my children what reading my Bible looks like rather than just saying, hey, it's important to read our Bible? If they but never also see it fruits of following Jesus, you know, I, I think as a parent, the things that I desire most to emulate to them, you know, go look down the list of the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithful, you know, like the whole, like go down that list. Like, that's what I want them to see. And I want them to be like, you know, my mom is actually really joyful, even when things are not great what's mm-hmm. what's that about you know and that's that's a developmental stage you've got to get to that point where you're reflective enough and and I am not you know always going to be that way but that has a lot to do with okay am I legitimately connected to what I'm right <laughs> saying right. I'm connected to there's, am I really connected fruits. to Jesus <laughs> yeah the fruit only grows when the whole tree is like functioning so Um, I think that's something key, you know, we, the three of us talked about really looking at Deuteronomy six as a pattern for, for what this was or what we wanted to, um, be about is, you know, just in parenting generally. Uh, but as we have these conversations together as a team to look at that and, um, I think you have it, Danielle. Yes, I do. So, um, I'll read from Deuteronomy six, um, and I'll start with verse four. And this, this passage um, is really what sparked our, um, I guess, idea behind this podcast. And so it says, Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road and when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them on your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on your doorposts of your house and on your gates. I think I'll stop there. (laughs) Well, you both talked about, you know, you have wall hangings in your home that you've literally done the the doorpost, you know, maneuver that they're talking about and... Uh, in Deuteronomy, but the idea of being very clear and intentional about what is our family going to be focused on. If we're going to be a family that is going to um, be rooted in faith, that's going to take some intentionality and that's going to take some focus and also some communication and follow through. So it is a very intentional practice, Um, but something I had heard recently that I I was sharing with uh, the two of you you know, someone was pointing out, you're going to be discipled by something. Mm-hmm. You're going to follow something. You know, you're going to, there is a loud You're going to be influenced by something. You're going to be influenced, and probably lots of things. Mm-hmm. And your children are too. You know, your children are going to be discipled by someone or something. And because of that, you know, either you can be a passive observer in that, you can let that just happen, um, or you can say, hey, no, as for me and my family, me and my household, we're going to serve the Lord. And if that's our intention, then it's worth the effort. It's worth the thoughtfulness. It's worth the, okay, 
I need to think this through. I need to process this for myself. My, you know, parenting partner um, or partner in terms of, you know, this community that I'm in with grandparents and aunts and uncles and my church family and maybe my school family. And how can we be a united team to make sure that we raise our children to both um, have a desire for following Jesus um, to see the beauty and the potential of following Jesus, um, but also just live securely in the knowledge that they are loved by Jesus. How can we, you know, be a team that that's what our kids hear because of their time with us? You know, if I inscribe God's love and God's law on my own heart, then I can imprint it on my children. I can, I can make sure that that's what they see and hear and experience, and that's what they grow up trusting. And that's really my prayer for, for my own home, and I think for, for all of ours. Right, and, and just like there's three of us here, right, we, none of us do this alone, no. right? We are a community, whether we're next door to each other, or in the same church or school community, or a, this podcast community. And so... We want to journey together with you, and we thank you for inviting us into your intimate space, and we'd love to hear from you. And so you can do that by um, following us on Instagram at inscribe.imprint and submitting feedback or questions or issues that maybe you'd like us to address, or you can reach out to us via email at inscribeandimprint at gmail.com. We'd love to get to know who you are and um, journey together because we do not do this alone. Yeah, maybe you're thinking like, this is a great idea, but it feels very philosophical. I'm dealing with this and that particular real-time issue. You know, go ahead and send us your ideas, send us your questions, and how can we look at this through the lens of faith? How can we address this topic with our kids through a lens of faith? Where would we start? Um, what resources do you have or would you recommend? Um, and maybe what's your own experience been? You know, we're in this funny situation where we're, we're at different phases in our own parenting journeys uh, with different age levels of kids. Um, Isaac, and, and you've got a teenager. I've got a teenager <laughs> and a fifth grader. Yeah, and I've got a third grader and a first grader. And I've got a three-year-old and a seven-month-old. So we've got you covered. <laughs> but yeah, let us know how we can uh, journey and partner with you as you seek to disciple your family. Yeah, and... As you continue with your day, we pray that the God um, that loves you will be seen through you in the lives of your kids.